Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. I will be back here. I will be back here. And I will be back. Welcome to Fourth and Gold Podcast. We are back. Second episode of the week, quarantine edition. Everyone <laughs> out there, be safe. Uh, if you have family members or anyone else around you who is a first responder or a nurse or doctor, you know, give them a big thank you. Every, even the grocers out there. I was at the grocery store. We are practicing social distancing. Uh, everyone take this stuff seriously and get back to normal hopefully soon. Um, free agency is still going on. Not a lot of movement. Most of these front offices have been said to work from home, so things are going a little bit slower than usual. Um, the Niners did make a signing, and they lost another player in the last two days, but uh, we'll get to that here in a second. Matt, what's going on, buddy? Not much, dude. I'm still considered quote-unquote essential personnel, so I'm still getting up in the morning and going to work. Um, the commute's nice. The commute's yeah. real nice because no one else is out on the road. Um, but yeah, you know, this is a this is an episode where we're going to do a little bit more than just 49ers stuff. Yeah. So normally we focus, you know, pretty exclusively on the 49ers. This time we're going to look at winners and losers from free agency. And then we're also, at the end of this, we have an interview with uh, running back Trey Minter from South Alabama. Awesome kid. Awesome yeah. kid. We can't wait for you guys to hear this. But uh, I'm ready to jump in, man. Yeah, this is the 4th and Gold Podcast. I'm Holly. That is Matt. Uh, check out the podcast on all podcast platforms, Google, uh, I, Apple Apple Podcast, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever podcasts are found. Wherever you found this podcast, just hit subscribe, and uh, you'll always have it in your phone or device, whatever it is. We are brought to you by Blue Wire. We are part of Blue Wire Pods now, and uh, this things are going great, man. This is, this <laughs> is a lot of fun, uh, about a year Year and three months into everything, it's 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 going great, except for uh, this whole pandemic that's going on in the world right now. Yeah. Um, but catch the podcast on Twitter at Fourth and Gold Podcast. Um, Matt, the Niners they they lo- they lost another defensive 
piece, two mm-hmm. defensive pieces today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Zettel is gone, and Sheldon Day is gone. But the Niners do bring in a wide receiver. Um, Travis Benjamin, formerly of the Cleveland Browns and the Los Angeles-San Diego Chargers. Um, two guys lost out of the Niners' depth. Zettel was a late addition in the season after yeah. our, the Niners' depth started taking a hit with the injuries mm-hmm. to DJ Jones, Julian Taylor, Demontre Moore. Zettel did come in. He had... Yeah, I thought he had. A, I thought he played fairly well in his limited snaps. Um, then, of course, Sheldon Day was the backup nose tackle, backup three technique, backup one technique. He had a, uh, a merit, uh, you know, uh, quite a few roles on the defensive line. So that is a loss there. And then the wide receiver room, the 49ers, uh, adding Benjamin doesn't change a thing as far as the draft goes, I would believe. Uh, but where 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 are we on these three things that have happened? Um, Zettel doesn't move the needle for me. Uh, I think he was just such a late addition, and he was someone who was brought in because they were familiar with Chris Kosar. Yeah. Um, Sheldon Day, it, it's a loss, but also, again, if all these guys come back healthy, big if, which we have to emphasize that I think you said it on Twitter earlier today that just because you see someone come off an injury doesn't mean they're going to come back 100%. People use that excuse for Jimmy Garoppolo all year. Yeah. Coming off an ACL doesn't mean you're just get a free. You're going to come back full strength. Um, a lot of times people give you a pass for it, so you can't expect these guys necessarily to come back full strength, be as be as good as they were, or better. Um, so the Sheldon Day thing hurts a little bit more. Um, I think it emphasizes the need to draft a defensive tackle, or defensive interior, three tech, five tech, whatever you want to call it. Um, just get some more depth on the interior of that defensive line in the draft, um, and then Travis Benjamin. His best season came under Kyle Shanahan. Uh, we know Kyle Shanahan loves to go out and get his guys. Uh, another move that doesn't really move the needle for me, but I I don't think he's Goodwin's replacement. I don't think he's Richie James's replacement. I don't think you can just come in and say that because he's signed and he has kick return experience, he's automatically replaces Richie James, or because he's fast, he's automatically Goodwin's replacement. I think he's competition, and if he does return kicks better than Richie James, and that might be his replacement. If he does use his speed better than Marquise Goodwin, it might be his replacement. But you can't just say a free agency signing after the the, the craziness that is the beginning of free agency that, that a kind of under-the-radar move automatically means that someone else's job is in jeopardy. Yeah, his, uh, his best year was uh, 2015 in Cleveland. Yep. Uh, 68 receptions, 966 yards, five touchdowns. Um, so, you know, he has it in him. He is going to be 31 going into this season. So, like you said, he would be competition, and that's what the Niners wide receiver room does need. Um, there is no more Emmanuel Sanders. You know, mm-hmm. now your you're two known commodities at wide receiver are Debo Samuel um, and Kendrick Bourne. Mm-hmm. We don't know what to expect out of the rest of them. Um, you know, I was listening to Matt Mayoko and Matt Barrows recently discussing Jalen Hurd. We don't know the stress fracture in his back, how that's going to affect his team going forward. And, you know, it's part of me starting to think the Niners are going to take two wide receivers again in the draft. Um, it's uh, it's with such a deep class, you might as well double up if you can. So we'll see what's going on with Jalen Hurd. Trent Taylor, like same thing. Five surgeries, we don't know what to expect there. So there's a lot of ifs. The ifs that are on the defensive line, we have the same ifs we have in the wide receiver room. Injuries have uh, hurt that room like they've hurt the defensive line room. So we'll see from here. But um, I, if, if Travis comes in and is a better punt return, a kick return than Richie James, then that's what the Niners are going to do. They're going to go with the be- the best guy um, or the best option. Um, 
so but so far free agency's been okay for the Niners. I didn't expect mm-hmm. anything big. I don't think anyone really did. Uh, if you did, then you don't understand the cap situation, and you don't also understand that the team has to have 90 players going into camp. So some of these signings that are going to be coming up are camp bodies. We do the, not every team does this every year. They try to find guys to get into camp that can either earn themselves a depth position or just get some good film out there for another team. So yep. um, it's it is what it is at this point. We understand the Niners don't have very much money to spend. They've already spent that money uh, the last couple years to rebuild this roster. And part of it is I, I don't know if I want to start bringing in a whole bunch of outside free agents with a, with a really good roster as it is. So it's also it's, there's also that factor. You know, It's going to be harder to make this team this year, and that's that's a good thing. That means the Niners yeah. have a good roster. So, yeah. But, yeah, you know, Sean Day, thank you for everything. Uh, Anthony Zettel, also thank you for coming in late in the season and, and playing some really good snaps. Um, but, you know, neither neither of those moves really move, you know, the fan base's needle. But uh, Travis Benjamin could be something that could, you know, turn into something. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it, we'll, we'll, we'll know in a couple months, right? As of right now, it's, it, it's not a huge deal. Fans can't go crazy and over the top with it. Um, but now let's open it up league-wide. And now the free agency has pretty much wound down to an end. We still have, as we record this on Wednesday night, there's still some big-name quarterbacks out there. Jameis Winston doesn't have a team. Ken Newton has been released and doesn't have a team. Um, but for the most part, the big piece is the dust is settled. So I think it's high time that we take a look at the league as a whole. Um, do you want to start with good news or bad news? Um, are we going to slander Bill O'Brien a lot or a little? I mean, a lot. Okay, so let's go with the bad news first then. Okay, bad news first. Hobby slander <laughs> Bill, Bill O'Brien, go. <laughs> the Texans have had the worst offseason, two offseasons, back-to-back in a row. Just throwing that out there. You're trading all those picks for Laramie Tunzel. Then you trade DeAndre Hopkins for a broken running back, a bag of Doritos, and some bubble yum. What the f*** are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins now has to play in the NFC West. Thank you for nothing, Bill O'Brien. For nothing at all. Yeah. Um, and now you have your quarterback mad at you in Houston. You know, you traded DeAndre Hopkins. You still don't have a first-round pick. This may be the worst-run franchise in football right now because it has a head coach who can coach. I'll give him that. But he does not understand personnel decisions or, or personnel, period. Um, it's just negligence. Um, if I had a you know a six pack and a big mirror, I would post my post these tweets you know without my shirt on, like somebody we know in the Forty Nine er land, um, and tweet this stuff out. Um, <laughs> but for Bill O'Brien to to be this negligent and be this irresponsible with his roster, and not you know. <laughs> I read the reports. Oh, he had bad practice habits. I don't care what his practice habits are. When he's catching 10 balls for 150 yards and two touchdowns, who gives a shit? Who cares? He's Allen Iverson. We're talking about practice. He's Allen Iverson. If you're going out and, you know, AI is putting up 30 points a game, it doesn't matter if he practices hard. Who cares? It does not matter. DeAndre Hopkins, top three receiver in the league. You cannot trade him. You cannot trade him. And I saw a tweet that said that, you know, Texans fans went to bed the night before free agency started and they didn't have a first round pick. They've now woken up the next day after trading DeAndre Hopkins 
and they still don't have a first-round pick. How do you not get a first-round pick for a top-three receiver in a league? Absolutely banana land. Bill O'Brien, is he's running this team into the ground. He's going to ruin Deshaun Watson's career. I guarantee you Deshaun Watson can't wait to get out. He's going to go set the market for quarterbacks because he is one of the few truly good quarterbacks that is going to hit the free agency market. Not any of these marginal Kirk Cousins guys. Like Deshaun Watson can play. He can play. Each, and ugh. the Texans are wasting, wasting the beginning of his career. And it's such a shame. And, you know, you don't even get a first. You, you trade first-round picks for Laramie Tunsil. You don't get a first-round pick back for Jadavion mm-hmm. Clowney. And you don't get a first-round pick back for DeAndre Hopkins. Are you kidding me? It's just, uh. there's, no tra- there's no trade value <clears throat> for the Texans. And then on top of that, you have defensive players. I believe it was Chris Harris. Wanted to was going to go interview with the Texans. You know, was going to talk no to him about signing there, and and a, a defensive player literally called him and said, "No, do not come here. Do not come here." Bill O'Brien is just the latest in a long line of Belichick failures, who come off that tree and just, as soon as they get away from Bill, they can't do it anymore. And then you know, then they go pay Randall Cobb. What like what are you what are you doing? It's it's such a such a steep. Downgrade, and I live. Oh, I live so close to Houston, and they're you know when the times that I do listen to the radio, they are crushing Bill O'Brien and his his decisions here. This is terrible, Deshaun. If you're listening to this, just figure a way to get out of there, please, <laughs> please, 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 please save your career, save yourself, or you know whoever owns the team now. Um, since I think McNair had passed away. Fire Bill O'Brien. Hire yourself a GM. Go get Lewis Riddick as your GM, and you know, go sign. You know, go get Robert Sala as the head coach or something. Like, just Jesus Christ, this is this is negligence, malpractice, every negative word possible. What Bill O'Brien is doing is is that 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 covers it to a T. It's um, it's a damn shame. Yeah, and then on the other side of that, um, we'll go to a winner here, <clears throat> and in the winner of that trade and. and ipso facto part of free agency is the Arizona Cardinals. Jesus. The Arizona Cardinals get a top three receiver. They get DeAndre Hopkins. 49ers have to play him twice a year now. Thanks. Every year for the foreseeable future because DeAndre Hopkins is not old. He is young and he's going to be there forever. Um, look, Cliff Kingsbury and, and Kyler Murray had to be just high-fiving and smiling all the way because that, that's an incredible trade for them. And then, uh, you know, we've already talked about Hopkins, but some of the other moves they made. Uh, Jordan Phillips, kind of an underrated three-tech, defensive tackle, whatever you want to call him mm-hmm. again. Um, from Buffalo, they signed him three-year, $30 million. Maybe a little bit of an overpay, but we'll talk about this with one of the other winners that I'm going to bring up too. When you're one of the have-nots, you have to overpay. Yeah. The 49ers were in that position where they had to pay to get these guys. You can't just offer the same contracts as some other teams do because it's, it's not going to work. Some of these guys want to win. You know, so that's that's just how it goes. Um, and they they go out and get a guy like Devondre Campbell, who I, I like, kind of an underrated player. Not super great. He's not going to set the world on fire, but he's a good outside linebacker. He can he can step in and immediately start on a shaky Arizona defense. Now, if they want to win the offseason entirely, they have to go smash the draft and and just draft literally draft nothing but offensive linemen. Yeah, because with all the weapons that Kyler Murray now has, you have to keep him upright. Oh, and they and they franchise Kenyon Drake. Who before free agency started is someone I said I wouldn't mind the 49ers go get. Yeah. So they, they keep a, they keep a good running back. They get DeAndre Hopkins. They get a couple good pieces on defense. Arizona doing what they need to do to compete, and 
this is going to be a lot of people's picks to go from worst to first. Yeah, the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to be a lot of. They're going to be tough. Chandler yep. Jones is still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buda Baker's still there. Patrick Peterson's still there. Um, they have a decent squad. You know, they need some other pieces, but they could potentially go from worst to first or worst to second place or, you know, be. I, I can pretty much. I, I say this confidently. They, would, they were not going to be last in the division next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyler Murray's shown a lot of, a lot of promise. Um, now, is Kingsbury a better coach than the other three in the division? I don't think so. Um, no. So that may be all the difference there as well. Um, but the Cardinals, they, they, they've had themselves a really good, really nice uh, free agency period. Um, the loser would be the Bears. Yes. Suck it, Adam Rank. I'm kidding, Adam. Um, please come back on the pod and talk to us again. Remember the Niners traded um, with the Bears a couple years ago and mm-hmm. – John, you know, Bears fans thought they had something in, when they made the playoffs with Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. And I still didn't believe in Mitchell Trubisky then, and I still don't believe in him now. That's why you trade for Nick Foles. That's why you were in conversations for Cam Newton. Just cut bait already. Like, the Bears have had a historic franchise, and they can't find a quarterback ever. Never. Then your draft pick, uh, Floyd, from a couple years ago, you let him go, so that's a wash. Um, you're not, you, you lose HaHa Clint Dix. They haven't done much because they can't do much because they've strapped themselves in the cap situation. Um, and I also like shitting on the Bears. You know, it's um, Pace. I feel bad for Nagy. He's stuck with Trubisky for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Um, adding Jimmy Graham is is ridiculous for the price <laughs> that they added him. Um, not only are you paying Jimmy Graham, now you're also paying Trey Burton an enormous amount of money. Um, it's... I, you know, you lose Pierre Luis. You, you know, they nothing here made sense on what they did, um, especially the Jimmy Graham thing. I don't understand that. And then you pay Robert Quinn, five years, seventy million dollars, thirty million guaranteed. Robert Quinn, you paid Robert Quinn that amount of money to do what exactly? The same shit as Leonard Floyd did uh, for you. I don't. That doesn't make sense to me either. Um, Bears are just all types of weird, so we'll likely see the Packers, you know, win the division again and lose in the playoffs because they can't stop the run. So it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, no, the Bears, uh, the Bears moves. I don't get it. They bailed out Jacksonville. Jacksonville dug themselves into a hole because Coughlin ran that team in on the ground, and they signed Foles to some crazy contract. And all of a sudden, like, yeah, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll pay you to like they they, they traded for him. They gave away a draft pick, even if it was only a fifth-round draft pick. You still traded something for Nick Foles, who got beat out by Gardner Minshew. The mustache got beat out. I I don't understand (laughs) it. Jimmy Graham's been running through wet cement for the last three years. That guy's slow. I don't understand paying him any amount of money. The the Packers moved on from him, and the Packers are hurting for weapons. So if if you got a team in your division that's hurting at a position, and they cut that guy, maybe that's not the one you go pick up. Maybe it's not. I, I, I don't understand the move. The, 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 the Bears across the board, I thought, just had a, a, a poor free agency. Back on the positive side, I'm going to go to again. I said the have-nots have to pay a little bit more. One of the have-nots, the Miami Dolphins. I think they are doing exactly what they need to do. I thought they overperformed last year. Yes, a team picking fifth overall that won five football games last year overperformed. 
Yeah. Because everyone took one look at that roster after they traded Tunzel, after they traded Minka Fitzpatrick, and they look at that and go, that team's not going to win a game. Yeah. I don't care what they do. They're not going to win a game. I think Brian Flores is a hell of a football coach. Football guy. I'm hoping he's – I talked about Bill O'Brien being one of those Belichick disciples that, that pitters out. I hope Flores sticks. I really like Flores. Um, talking to one of our guys that now plays there, Adrian Colbert. I was talking to him the other day, and he said that it's just night and day between when he was in Seattle and when he's in Miami. He says he, he says he'll go to work every day in Miami. He never wanted to show up once when he was in Seattle. Well, yeah, it's Seattle, so, so there's that. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he, no, Brian Flores is doing good things. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, Shaq Lawson, who else? <clears throat> Eric Flowers, who kind of rebuilt his career in Washington last year a little bit. Um, they, Jordan Howard, they made some. They made some moves that are under the radar. They went out and splurged on Byron Jones. They yeah, really, that's a big splurge. They, they 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 did a lot to address their defense because I think they know they're going to go offense heavy in the draft. And we got to remember, this team has what three first round picks. Yeah, they three first round picks, including fifth overall. So they could get their quarterback in Tua or Justin Herbert or whoever they like at five. Um, they have the ammunition to move up if they want to. They have the ammunition to drop back and stockpile a bunch of picks. I think Miami has set themselves up in a division that is really all of a sudden in flux. Yeah. Tom Brady leads the Patriots. Who the hell knows who's going to win the AFC East? Buffalo was a good team last year, but maybe they win, maybe they don't. It all depends on how Josh Allen wants to play. But Miami, I think, is is having a fantastic free agency and doing what they have to do to set their team up for success. Yeah. um, I thought Miami did did pretty well here. I thought they overspent on a few spots. The Eric Flowers one and the Byron Jones one were mm-hmm. overspends. Um, with Byron Jones, you know, just talking to some Cowboy fans, it's like, do you really pay a guy sixteen and a half average, um, sixteen half million dollar average for someone who doesn't generate turnovers? But he does. He does prohibit the wide receiver from catching the ball. So I mean, he's doing that right. So there's that. And then I'm excited for Adrian Colbert. You know, he was a free agent. He's back in. You know, he, he Niners cut him. He jumped around a couple teams. Now he's in Miami. He's stuck there. Um, he's he's stuck on there, which is good. And um, I thought Adrian showed flashes when he was a Niner, and hopefully he continues to grow in Miami. And um, I'm mostly excited for him just because he's a cool dude, and he he's helping uh, with my football league fundraising. So that's also a plus um, for my for the kids that I coach, helping mm-hmm. get those kids some better equipment or some you know some parents you know they're financially strapped, and he's helping out there. So that's that's a plus. Um, but Miami should be good, man. You know, it all depends on what they do at quarterback. You know, that's really the thing here. If they figure out the quarterback position, they already have the running back in Jordan Howard. I think Devontae Parker came to his own a little bit there. And I think this also speaks volumes of Adam Gase. Like, you couldn't do shit for how long with Devontae Parker, and Devontae Parker has a breakout year when you're gone. You know, there's just um, there's something to be said about good coaching. And like you said, Brian Flores is a good coach. and. Uh, Miami should be pretty good this year. You know, they should, they could be you know a seven, eight, nine, ten possibly win team. We'll see how it goes, but um, I'm still not going to count out the Patriots just because Bill Belichick go, I don't know, figure out a way to land Joe Burrow or some shit somehow. <laughs> Someone's dumb yeah. enough to trade with the Patriots, but uh, no, Miami, Miami did fairly well here. Um, staying in that division, the Bills. Bills are another winner mm-hmm. um, in this free agency period. I think they traded a lot for Stephon Diggs. However, they needed a receiver. They needed a receiver. That was something that was missing all year last year. Uh, I thought they did fairly well there. Um, and they're trying to take advantage of Josh Allen's rookie contract. If you can make the playoffs two out of three years um, with with Josh Allen, 
you're doing something right. So there's there's there the window of opportunity is open for the Bills, as like I said, because the Patriots are you don't know what they're gonna do. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought the Bills did a good job. You can speak better to this because that you you know that's your family's team. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my hopes being my family, my old man's big Buffalo fan. Uh, he took uh, I took him up to go see Bills Mafia last year. They're they're an interesting team. I think they can win. Uh, Stefan Diggs is a good move. I think they did a slight overpay. Um, but, again, I think we kind of compare that to the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Yeah. And I think if they existed, if the two existed in a vacuum, it wouldn't seem like so much of an overpay. But when you see that DeAndre Hopkins got traded for what he got traded for, it's tough to not compare the two. Um, they get Stefan Diggs a brand-new start. It almost seems like <laughs> the Vikings said, all right, you want out? They're going to trade you to wide receiver hell. <laughs> which is Buffalo. Um, but some of the other moves I thought they were smart that they made. Um, this is going to surprise some people. Josh Norman, I thought was smart to bring him on. One-year deal, um, only $3 million guaranteed. There's not a whole lot of money there. His best years came under McDermott in, in Carolina. Uh, I think he can be kind of a steadying force. and, and not, He's not going to be a, like a starter. He's not going to be a top top flight guy like he was when he got signed in Washington, um, but I think he can be a plus player and and make an impact on a, on a relatively young team. And then another player they did was bring in Mario Addison, who is, again is another guy that played under McDermott. McDermott going out and getting his guys. Um, always a big fan when a coach has had a lot of success with players and they go out and get their guys. Uh, Buffalo they can make some noise. Yeah, they can make some noise. I think it's uh, Miami's my surprise team to make the playoffs next year. Um, but I think Buffalo still takes the division just because as bad as Josh Allen is at doing certain things, he plays football and he loves football and the team loves him. So I think they get, I think the team rallies around that. Um, so no matter what kind of crazy shit he's doing, it, it seems to, it seems to work out, right? Yeah. It seems to work out somehow. Um, like we saw the, the, the wild playoff game against the Texans, um, didn't, didn't end up working out for them in the end. Because somehow Deshaun Watson bounced off two guys at once, whatever. Um, but Buffalo, yeah, they had a they had a pretty decent uh, free agency period. If just a few key moves, a few key moves to to put them over the top. Um, let's jump back to the bad side. And the Cardinals had a good free agency. The 49ers and the Seahawks have been relatively quiet. We'll talk about the 49ers here in a minute. Um, but the Rams, <laughs> man. <laughs> The Rams. So so maybe the worst oh. thing the Rams did was change that goddamn logo because that thing looks ridiculous. And I mean, it took we Twitter can... all of about 35 seconds to come up with a better one. So congratulations on changing your logo and making it look stupid. But also they're just hemorrhaging players. And they went Super Bowl or bust. And they busted out so fast. So fast. And oh there's there's nothing that they can do. It seems like there's nothing they can do to bounce back from this. Um, because... Because they sunk so much money into Jared Goff. $94 million to be exact. Guaranteed. Correct. 94 guaranteed. It's a mind-boggling number for Jared Goff. They, um, they lose. Todd Gurley gone. Uh, you're looking at uh, Corey Littleton, who's one of my favorite players in the league. He's gone. He went to Oakland. Or excuse me, Las Vegas, whatever. These teams need to stop switching cities. He went to, he went to the Raiders. Um, Clay Matthews, gone. Uh Goodness, uh, Eric, Eric Weddle retired. Dante uh, Fowler, who they traded for, is gone. Gone. So that's so whatever the 49ers gave up to get Emmanuel Sanders, the Rams basically did the same thing with Fowler. So let's let's 
take a chill pill on that one. Uh, what else happened there? Um, Brandon Cooks is on the block. Like all these guys that they, they they were key cogs in getting into the Super Bowl are now gone out. The, the roster's aging. The Rams just Brockers I don't, gone. I, I, yeah, Brockers is gone. Um, I, I can't sit here and say I don't know what they're doing. I know what they're doing. They're stuck between a rock and a hard place, and they're having to survive. And that means just paying Jared Goff and not paying anyone else because that's what's happening right now in LA. This is this is bad. The Rams. This is when my patience with the Niners was, I think, justified, um, because the Rams were out there busy spending, spending, spending. Well, they could have spent. They spent that much because. When McVay took over, they already had Gurley in place. They had Aaron Donald in place. They had Jared Goff in place. They had some good players. So they went on and got, you know, Robert Woods. They drafted Cooper Cup. They made us, you know, a couple key selections here and there. Um, and they could they could do that. But that wasn't sustainable because then they started trading for Marcus Peters. Then you start trading for Jalen Ramsey. Then you trade for Dante Fowler. Then you trade for, you know, Brandon Cooks. The, the dead cap... Oh my goodness! It's it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you know, it's you, so just bad. just the cap hits alone on Aaron Donald and Jared Goff are ridiculous. And then you have the Todd Gurley dead cap after you release him. Todd Gurley had a, a great tweet after he got released, and the next day his check hit. He's like, "Thanks for the check." Um, when in one of the posts, so it was just it's mm-hmm. just funny. You still haven't paid Jalen Ramsey yet, which you traded for a lot of draft capital. That's why you don't have draft picks. Um, they're just in a really weird spot, and I'm happy about it um, because I I said it from the minute they started doing these things when they started trading for Marcus Peters. I'm like, this is not sustainable. They go trade for a keep to leap. This is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. You can't keep this shit going. And here we are, year four of the McVeigh era, and they went from first to worst. You know, granted they made a Super Bowl appearance in the second year. But last year was not a good year. This year's probably not going to be a good year either um, because they, they, they're limited on draft capital. They don't have very much money. It's just it's just all bad in L.A. And then to add, you know, the ice, the cherry on top is the logo. Like, what <laughs> were you thinking? Um, but I'm happy the Rams are going to stink or they're going through this. I'm supposed to be. I'm a Niner fan, so I will. Um, we can go to good. Um no, let's say let's save the good. I'm just gonna ask you one question. I'll let you answer it, and you can say which team you sign with. Uh-huh. Who is the worst run-stopping linebacker in the NFL that gets significant playing time? Blake Martinez. Bingo. Where did he sign? New York Giants. They are having a bad offseason. <laughs> if you were paying Blake Martinez starter money after watching uh, him flail around against the Niners twice, 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 put in a blender twice, you're paying him starter money. You're doing bad. You know, you're not do you're not doing smart things. You know, leading up to the NFC Championship game, I listened to a lot of podcasts. Um, you know, none none nine related. They were just just NFL related, and every host or guest on the on their pods was worried about what Kyle Shanahan was going to do to Blake Martinez. <laughs> every single host or guest. Me 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 me, but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? 
I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This was like, what is Kyle going to do to Blake Martinez? And then the Niners abused him twice. So... Um, Dave Gettleman, I, I, I really don't care for the guy personally just because he just, he just rubs me the wrong way. And, and of course, the way he, he manages his teams and his draft selections and everything else for him to be that way. And then the whole Odell Beckham mishandling of you, we didn't sign him to trade him. And then you go and trade him for a lesser package. And then, and then now you're signing players on one-year deals just to get money off the books. It's, it just doesn't look good for a franchise like the Giants to be – Comp, you know, happy with being mediocre. It's it's not it's not a good look for the Giants. But yeah, I think they. I thought Giants had a bad free agency. Then they, you know, they traded for Leonard Williams, and then they tag him because they can't let him go because what they traded him for. So it's just it's just all bad all the way around with the Giants. Um, so yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot. I almost forgot about that tag. They also gave James Bradbury a ton of money, three years, forty three and a half, with thirty two oh. guaranteed. Uh, I like James Bradbury. I, I don't like him for the Giants. I think that's very similar to what would happen if the 49ers went out and tried to sign Josh Norman when he was free in free agency, right? Yeah. It's, it's not a good team. You can't be dumping a whole bunch of money on him. Um, they did sign Levine Toilolo, so they are now 49er legend tight end central between him and uh, uh, who's the kid they drafted last year. I'm blanking on him right now from Stanford. Um, Caden Smith. Yeah, Caden Smith, that's the one. I've already forgotten him. Four Niners legend, but I forgot him. I can't believe that. Um, you know, they just <laughs> they're just not a good football team. No. There's not a good football team. They're, they're not good. well run. It's it's a tough position for for any Giants fans to be in cuz it's 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 tough. They they stink. They make yeah. bad moves. Yeah. Blake Martinez, 3 years, 30 31-ish with 19 million guaranteed. 19 million guaranteed to be put in a blender by anyone with any sort of creative run package. Philadelphia. Philadelphia's going to have a field day. Washington, too. I think Washington. Zeke in in Dallas. The NFC East is going to run over the Giants. Yeah. They're going to run over the Giants. That's all they're going to do. But let's jump to our last two teams. And they're both good. And they both get a good rating, not necessarily for the moves they've made, in free agency, but for a trade that yeah. happened. And I think this is the, one of the most win-win trades we've seen in a very long time. That's Indianapolis Colts and San Francisco 49ers. And, of course, we're talking about the DeForest Buckner trade. A report has come out that said that Indy didn't have anyone at 13 they were enamored with. Now, obviously, the board can fall a multitude of different ways, but there was no one there that they were like, we want to hold on to this pick until we see the board. Before we trade it, they just said, you know what? We're comfortable where we are. We would rather go get a blue chip guy that we know, in this case, DeForest Buckner. We know what he is. We know the known quantity. We'll trade that pick. 49ers weren't going to be able to hold on to DeForest Buckner. 
he was either going to play this year and leave or they were going to have to trade him. They trade him, they get a first-round value. They get a chance to upgrade their team. The Colts upgrade their team right out of the get-go. Um, I, I think it's just it's one of the rare instances where there's a very win-win scenario. Yeah. You know, the, the Colts, the from what the contract details say, DeForest got four years, $84 million, 56 and a half guaranteed. And then for the Niners, Eric Armstead, uh, five-year, 85 with 45.9 mil guaranteed. I, You know, my number was off on DeForest as far as his uh, guaranteed dollars go, um, you know, considering, you know, Fletcher Cox would have been the comparable contract. Um, mm-hmm. So the Colts got a good deal there. And then the Niners, of course, did their business and did a, had a good deal with Eric Armstead. Now, winners, you know, I think they both win because, like you said, the Colts get a piece that they needed. Um, and the Niners... I think, I think they they love the fact they have the thirteenth pick because the flexibility with pick thirteen um, now creates a whole bunch of scenarios where they can keep it, they can trade up, they can trade back, they can add additional picks if they need to, um, and then it also gives them a lot of freedom with that thirty-first pick. They can do that, they trade what they want, take best player available at thirty-one. Um, so there's there's a ton of flexibility with it. So I, it's a win-win there. Now, granted, I don't think the Niners got better as a team by losing DeForest Buckner. The more I think about it, obviously, when you lose a, a blue chip player like that, you're not going to be better. Um, but hopefully, they can re- find a replacement or a rotational replacement for Defoe. Um, but I thought the Colts did what they needed to do. You know, we talked about it in a couple pods throughout the season. You got to be strong up the middle. DeForest Buckner, um, Darius Leonard. And then Hooker at safety. So up the middle, they're pretty strong in Indianapolis. So it's gonna be a good team to look to look to uh, this uh, this next season if it happens. Um, and Frank Reich's a great coach. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy watching the Colts when they when they are winning and, and playing well. You know, Jacoby Brissett. You know, we'll see. They added Philip Rivers. We'll see how that goes with Indy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then the Niners. The the pick thirteen and the cap flexibility is really the win for the Niners in this one. You know. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I, I don't. The Niners aren't better today because of it, but they have more flexibility to do some things. And hopefully, after it's all said and done, they are better for it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and there's plenty of other teams that have had had good off seasons, bad off seasons, somewhere in between. There's a lot of obviously a lot of tweener teams. Um, a lot of people are, are crowning the Bucks right now for some of the moves they're making, and they're saying uh, this is a 10 or 11 win team. Um, something to remember. No. Football games are played in March. Therefore, no football games can be won in March. So no matter who comes out looking like sunshine and rainbows after the start of free agency, once the players start to play and they start to fit into their scheme, it, it changes things. Um, so it's just this is it's fun to talk about winners losers. We we have a pretty good idea. I think just the really the definitive losers we can say here are, are very definitive. The winners I think are to be determined especially with young teams like Miami and Arizona. Um, but it's just it's just fun to talk about and, and to have football in all this quarantine and, and, and stuck inside and just have football to talk about, man. Yeah, it sucks being inside. It's, it, it stinks. I'm tired of going to work, but at the same time, I'm kind of happy I have to go because I'm not stuck inside all day. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, no, no games are won in March, so you can't sit here and say that because these teams won free agency, they're going to win the Super Bowl next year. No. So let's just kind of pump the brakes on that a little bit. Let's see how these guys play out. Yeah, for sure. It, it'll be fun. Um, hopefully the season gets uh, kicked off on time and everything, um, you know, that's not the most important thing right now. But, you know, hopefully everything clears up uh, by then or at least, you know, 
middle of the summer. Um, hopefully that's the plan. And uh, I'm tired of being inside the house. I want to go <laughs> go to the store, you know, without having to, you know, wipe everything down and wipe everything down before I come in the house. It's it is you know it's tough, right? It's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think that should cover everything for today. Uh, yep. Stick with this. Uh, we have Trey Minter after. Uh, our message from our sponsor. Um, he was excellent, gave us a lot of insight into his path to the draft um, and, you know, what he what he what his weaknesses and strengths are. Um, excellent young man. Check out the film, South Alabama running back. Um, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be very impressed. Um, but this is the 4th and Gold Podcast. I'm Javi. That is Matt. Catch me on Twitter at JavierVague underscore and Matt's at Matt Bar underscore, you guys are going to love this interview with Trey Minter. Very smart kid. Love chatting with him. Um, we had a chance to chat with his agent a little bit afterwards as well. Also a very nice guy. This is a kid that I think is going to fall under the radar because he doesn't get a pro day. Uh, smash that follow button for him on Twitter. Uh, you want to make sure you, you can find him on there, and you can find him at, at Minter23M. At Minter23M. Make sure you follow Trey. Uh, follow his path to the NFL. There's a there's a video on his Twitter account. We talk about it, but he runs a four three seven, <laughs> and this kid can fly. Yeah, watch this kid for sure. Um, but yeah, until then, until next week, uh, go Niners. Everyone, stay safe out there. Uh, thank your uh, first responders, nurses, doctors, grocers, everyone out there. Everyone's around to do their part. Stay safe, everybody. Um, we are always on Twitter to uh, engage with everyone respectfully. Um, I'm trying to not be so annoyed in my house, but it is what it is. Um, But until next week, go Niners. Peace. Wash your hands. All right, Javi. With no currently NBA, NHL, MLB, you probably think there's nothing to bet on, right? No, there's definitely nothing to bet on. Okay, you're you're dead, dead wrong. Our sponsor, our exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag, still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. You don't want to go to Vegas because of the coronavirus? doesn't matter. They will bring Vegas to you. <laughs> they will bring Vegas to you. They have an online casino and blackjack. It's all open 24 hours a day. It's all online, and that includes their $750,000 poker series. That's a lot of money. Yes. So if you're, and it, you know, if, if sports betting has kind of got you down, you're not being able to do that, well, they got entertainment betting too and a whole bunch of props. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, the weather is it going to rain on tuesday i don't know throw five bucks on it you can bet on that now <laughs> just make sure you visit their yeah. website and join today to receive a 100 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit be sure to use the promo code blue wire all one word betonline.ag betonline your online wagering experts yeah with that 100 percent, that means if you put ten dollars in you get ten dollars back so you, you can bet you got twenty bucks to bet with. Uh, you ain't got nowhere else to go. Use promo code BlueWire B L U E W I R E BlueWire uh, at BetOnline.ag. We are here with Trey Minter of South Alabama. Um, me and Matt have reached out and we wanted to talk to this young man, an all-purpose running back. Uh, with draft, draft and NFL aspirations, Matt, what's going on, buddy? Not much, man. Yeah, we like you say we got we got Trey Mentor here from South Alabama. He's one of those do it all kind of running backs. He you watch his you watch his film and you can just see that 
He has different aspects to it, but enough of us talking about him. Let's hear from the man himself. Trey, how you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about y'all? Good. We're just, uh, you know, quarantining and watching football. You know, that's just uh, the way of life right now. Oh, definitely, man. We got to do that, man. We got to stay healthy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so, you know, I was watching and I liked what I saw. And before we before we all got together, me and Matt were talking. We, you know, we had our our idea of what kind of running back you look like or who you look like. Um, to me, you look like a guy like Kendall Hunter. I don't know if any if you watched him play before. He's also a former 49er. He played Oklahoma State. Um, I thought your game mimicked a lot of what he does. What do you who do you compare your game to or who do you model your game after? I model my game after a guy like Alvin Kamara, a guy like Christian McCaffrey. You know, they can do it all. They can catch out the backfield. Um, they got pretty good hands, speed and, and vision. So I make my game after those two. Yeah. So what, what would you say is, is the, the 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 best part about your game? What, what, what do you bring to the table that is really going to get NFL teams excited? Special teams, you know, I can I can change mm. the game on special teams. You know, punt return, I'm a good punt returner. You know, I can catch the ball out of the air. Um, I'm a good kick return also. So, and my hands will separate me at the next level. Yeah, I definitely noticed the hands. Um, there was a couple of swing swing passes in uh, one of the games I was watching, um, and you know, you 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 got some extra yards after the catch. So I right. agree there. Um, Another and then, you thing, know, you mentioned – yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. Another no, go thing, ahead. Uh, NFL, they can put me, you know, out in space. You know, I can run routes also. So um, I think that's that's another thing that can change, you know, the way NFL teams look at me and can use me. Yeah, Where do yeah, you th- I, yeah. Go ahead, Javi. No, yeah, I was going to say, you know, with, with your strengths, you know, I, I thought your hands were a big strength of yours, um, your speed, of course. What do you What do you think you can improve upon – going into the next level where do you think is your weakest point you know something pass, that you want to improve upon pass protection uh i wouldn't say it's weak but um it's uh-huh. my weakest point of my game you know okay. it's not weak but i can work on pass protection most definitely all right yeah i mean that's that's a huge thing at the next level but also what you were talking about with you can run routes you can get in space you can you can play special teams uh the 49ers especially with kyle shanahan's offense being so innovative we're looking at a lot of like this positionless offense stuff right like wide receiver debo samuel had was it three rushing touchdowns this year and he just he's getting hand he's getting the ball handed off to him we have wide receivers throwing passes they got you know running backs running routes running backs lining up wide do you think you fit best in one of those kind of offenses where they're just going to be like, hey, we need you to go do a little bit of everything? And oh, definitely, just- man. Definitely, man. And I'd be proud and I'd be happy to do it, you know, because it's football. You know, I got a big passion for this game. So I'm down to do, you know, just about whatever for this game. So I'm I'm down for that that type of offense. Yeah, it's um, I'm, I'm watching the highlights here, your sophomore highlights, and you're just taking off and low on your shoulder. It looks like you're not afraid of contact. You know, is that – Something that you you know you look to to dish it before you get it is that you know type of uh, uh, a type of part of your offer part of your skill set you like to you know put your shoulder down and get over somebody. Uh, oh, I was yeah. reading a piece on you, you said you liked Marshawn Lynch, so I was wondering if that's somebody else you modeled your game after. Oh, definitely, man. I feel like you just gotta you know run through people's face like Marshawn said. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta bring it, man. Cause I mean I'm I'm entering a league with with grown men, you know. Yeah. They they're gonna be ready to bring that hit to me, so. I got to lower my shoulder, and that's what I've been taught all, you know, all my life, ever since I was seven years old when I first started playing this game. You know, you want to be a running back, you got to have lower pad level. You got to be 
low and fast. So that's that's all I've been taught. So you're talking about going into a league with grown men. So now that everybody's in a quarantine and stuff, and you know no one's allowed to really go anywhere, or do much training. You know, how are you handling all this, and, and and what's your outlook on everything that's going on right now? It's a challenge, man. It's hard, man. But only because you know I'm I'm so just jacked up and I'm ready for you know draft and my pro day was taken. Um, I was snubbed from the combine. I, I felt like I was snubbed from the combine. Um, I didn't get a senior bowl invite, but I did get an NFL PA. So it's like you know. It's just it's hard. It's a challenge, you know, just to stay in the house. But uh, I'm kind of getting out a little bit and still staying fit. But I'm trying to stay healthy too. I'm, I'm worried about my health also. So I'm taking it very serious. But it, it's just hard. It's a challenge, like I said. No, that's understandable. And then you know, you you posted the video uh, of your 40 time. Um, I, I saw that and shared it out. And 437 was that the accurate time or what? What was the time on that 40? That that forty it was a four three seven. That's official. Um, I ran four three two, which is it sounds insane, but I've ran four three two before. But that that particular video was four three seven, and um, yeah, man. Speaking about my training, man, um, just training with Antoine Burden and and Will Bradley. Um, I got bigger, stronger, faster, and going in, it was a challenge at first because I was stationed in. Um, Pueblo, Colorado, little town called Pueblo, Colorado. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a great place to train because um, of the altitude. The altitude is high, so it's harder to breathe. And you know, I was up there running and and lifting hard, and it helped me. You know, and improved me as an athlete. Yeah, yeah, my brother lives in Denver, so I've been out in that Colorado air, and I thought I was big and bad, and we got in the Rockies and started hiking. All of a sudden, I'm huffing and puffing about 10 steps in. Uh, so I, under- I understand that altitude training stuff. Um, you said you started playing when you were seven. So when did you know that, hey, I'm actually like really good at football, and this is something that I can probably do for the rest of my life? I'm glad you asked me that. It was two times in my life that I really you know, understood that I'm, I'm, I'm built for this game. Uh, my sixth grade year in middle school, I was told going into sixth grade, you know, it was sixth, seventh, and eighth in middle school. I was told like, uh, Trey, you might not end up playing. You know, everybody around town knew I was good, and they knew I had aspirations of playing when I, you know, was a, was a sixth grader. You know, I was playing with seventh, eighth, eight year, uh, eighth grade, eighth graders. So uh, just going into that, and I end up starting as a running back that year for my middle school and we end up winning the championship that just let me know like oh man like I can really do this and my ninth grade year my freshman year of high school they was telling me the same thing like you know Trey you won't be able to play this year you know like not not coaches but like you know players yeah you know, they were just saying like it's tough it's tough going into being a freshman and, and playing right away and I end up doing that so that that just let me know like I can accomplish anything I want to do. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree there. I, I hate when people do that. You know, they set their limitations upon other people. And, right. you know, as long as you focus on what you need to focus on, you're going to get what you need to get out of, you know, out of everything. Um, you know, continue on that, man. Talk about your journey. I read it. You were you, you played at junior college, then you transferred to uh, South Alabama. How How was the junior college experience and your experience at South Alabama? Man, junior college was tough. When I, I remember when I first arrived to junior college, um, our first ever meeting, and our first ever meeting was in in the gym, the basketball gym, and we went in there, and uh, it was like 300 guys, 
you know, going into Juco, you're thinking like, oh, man, it's, it's going to be, a, it's not D1. So it's like, it's not that much talent in Juco because I didn't know a whole lot about it. So going in, I'm thinking like, all right, I'm going to do my two years or one year, get out, you know, because I was a, a late qualifier. So mm-hmm. I knew I could just do go in and do one year, have a good, great year and leave and go to my dream, my dream college. So going in, man, I remember the first meeting, like I said, we talked about Sims, it's 300 guys in the gym. And I was just remember looking around like, like, dog, like, it's a lot of <laughs> guys. you know, I got to beat out a lot of a lot of competition so I gotta beat those guys so it's like it was a wake-up call for me and uh it was tough man just going through two car red shirt in my first year I played the second year um the first year was challenging because I never not been on the field I was a red shirt and I didn't understand it at first but coach Sims he came to me he sat me down he talked to me he said uh you know you're a great player he said the only reason I registered you is because I want you to get bigger stronger and faster he said I can I can see I can see you got it in you, but I need to bring it out to you. And uh, he changed my life when he told me that, man. And I kept working, I kept working, I kept grinding. And he ended up giving me that start position um, the next year, the following year. So, and then we ended up winning the national championship. And I was the number one running back coming out of junior college at the time. It was like a dream come true, you know, because I, I over I overcame that obstacle, that tough obstacle. So now, when you say when you say you won the national championship in JUCO, are we going to see you in highlights on on a uh, on a uh, what's it called? Uh, Last chance, you as one of the bad guys. Are we going to see highlights of you? Oh yeah, definitely. I was on uh, Last Chance U um, doing the countdown because uh, we we got our rings. Um, I had my little five seconds of fame. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. But no, man. Uh, Coach Sims he wanted to bring like a different outlook. So we we tried to get you know last chance you they came in and did interviews on the on us guys that was leaving because we had a lot of guys leaving after we won the national championship it would have been great if they would have came before the championship and and featured us all the way up into it but they tried to come at the at the end if that, that makes sense uh and they interviewed us and Coach Sims he tried to bring a different outlook like you know JUCO ain't all bad you know it, it's good too. You know, these guys out here busting their butt, you know, for a national championship. You know, it's not all, you know, thugs and whatever, whatever, uh, whatever perception that the outside has on Juco. So he wanted to bring a different outlook to it. Okay. Yeah, no, that that's great. So, so, so you, so you move on from Juco and you go to South Alabama. What was that transition like to go from, like you said, you know, playing Juco to playing in the Sunbelt Conference? Um, well, football transition, it was kind of easy. It was it was easier um, because I, I seen everything in JUCO and I felt like the competition, you, you had bigger guys, but the competition wasn't as raw, is that, if that makes sense, because you had a lot of athletes in the junior college conference, especially in the Jayhawk conference, what I was in, um, that Kansas Jayhawk conference. That was a, that was a tough conference. So um, coming to South Alabama, it was it was a little easier, and then I was already, immune, like, I can immune and I can adapt to a, a system fast. So I think that worked in my favor. Right on. Now with uh, you know, with South Alabama, you know, you were there, and what you know, while you were there, what what was the most memorable part about your time in South Alabama? You know, I, I see you had a lot of uh, success there, rushing rushing the ball and breaking school records. What was your 
you know, your most memorable moment there? Um, I got two. Being Troy, Alabama, I think we went we went in a house after they just beat LSU and, and we took the belt from them because South Alabama and, and Troy, University of Troy, we played for uh, a belt. Uh-huh. So, and we, they just beat LSU. They had Chun, that running back, big running back Chun. He went to Dallas. Um, They had him. So they had all the hype on their side. And we just went in their house and, and took the belt from them. That was the most memorable moment that I had at South Alabama. And the second memorable moment, was being Art State for the first time in, in school history. Um, that same year, that same year after we beat Troy. So um, that was the most two member moments of that of South Alabama. That's that that's re- that's always cool when you beat rivalry schools and especially when you beat one for the first time. That's that's Definitely. that's always something that'll stick with you. Uh, so you know, before the games, did you have any kind of ritual, whether it's the night before, or like in the locker room? You got to, like, do you watch highlights? You know, how how do you uh, handle the pregame stuff? Oh man, I'm watching like ten running backs the night before, like on YouTube. I'm watching highlights <laughs> and, and just trying to you know get that juice going. You know, get get me right up. That that gets me ready for the game. So yeah, I, I watch. I try to mimic guys' um, game. I watch YouTube before the game and and try to get um, mentally ready, mentally prepared, you know, for the next day. So I'm in the hotel chilling, laid up, man, and you know. So yeah, that's it. So uh, some non-football questions here. You, you know, just some you know, so people get to know you. You know, a lot of people like to know what what somebody's favorite uh, favorite movie is and and. Who, what do you like to listen to for music? Um, and, you know, what's your favorite food, man? What, what do you like to eat and snack on? You know, I know you're trying to be healthy, but everyone's got them guilty pleasures right now. We're all quarantined up. I know <laughs> I've been killing these Chips Ahoy, Reese's joints. So what is yeah. uh, what is what is something that gets you, you know, after you're done training, you want to get something sweet in you? Or what What do you, yeah. what's your go-to? Mama's cooking, grandma, whatever. <laughs> My favorite movie is uh, Boys in the Hood. I say that because um, if you ever watch that movie, it's um, an actor named goes by the name of Mark Chestnut. Um, he plays a, a, a athlete, a running back. He yeah. wore number five, mm-hmm. and he was getting recruited out of high school, and yep. he was good. And but he was staying in the hood, you know, with his friends. His brother was a, a gangster and or whatever, and he had to to overcome all that and and still play the game of football. And I and I watched that movie, and it just it stuck to me, and he end up, you know, yep. track end up happening at the end of the movie. I'm Ricky, say yep, if Ricky, Ricky, yeah, Ricky, Ricky. So yeah, man, that that's my favorite movie of all time. You know, I, it stuck with me as a kid. You know, so uh, that's my favorite movie. Uh, my favorite food, my favorite dessert is banana pudding. I love some banana pudding. <laughs> if anybody know me, they know I love banana pudding. My mama knows. Uh, my auntie knows, and they they the two best cookers of it, so they know I love banana pudding. Who makes the better banana pudding, you, your my auntie or your mama? Okay, all right, good answer, good answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're you're welcome back home, man. That's good. That's, that's a smart move. Smart move. Uh, yeah. So you know, other than that, you know, it, so it's back to some football stuff. It's you know, it was sort of football. If you weren't playing football, you know, what would you be doing? You know, if if football wasn't a thing, what would be your career move? Uh, that's that's a hard question because um, it's not really a hard question. I probably I probably be you know um, driving trucks or doing something productive. You know, mm-hmm. I'll be doing something productive, man. Uh, 
I don't know, man. It's just I'd definitely probably be driving trucks because trucks are never die down. I feel like trucks are always moving. They're always making money, so it's always money into it. And uh, my daddy, he drives trucks, so it'll be easier for me because he can just teach me, you know, where he already mm-hmm. taught me, so I already know most of, you know, what to do. <laughs> so it'll be just easier for me to just hop in the truck or just invest in a, and own a truck and invest in the truck and have somebody hire, hire a truck driver, you know, to drive for me. So uh, I feel like that's what I'll probably be doing, most likely. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. My my dad's a truck driver still. He's 55 or 53, excuse me. He's still driving. He loves it. So no, that's 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 respectable profession. And you know, if you can if you can own your own truck and make your own business out of it, it's even better. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, the um, now you know you are you're eligible for the draft. You you've had um, you know you had the NFL Combine showcase. I'm sorry, the NFL PA showcase. Um, have you spoken to anyone in particular, or have you had any? Has anyone gauged any specific interest? You don't have to name teams um, or anything okay. like that. But has there been anyone? Have you, have you had some contact with teams, and have they sh- expressed a certain interest in you thus far? Um, I have had contact with teams. Um, they just they want to know certain information on me, and um, yes, they have show um, show interest. But um, yeah, I won't name those teams. I don't want to, <laughs> you know. But yes, I have to answer your question. Good deal. All right, so Trey, the last thing before we get you out of here, man, what's what's the lasting impression you want to leave on someone when when someone you know hears you talk or sees you play? What's what's this the one thing you want to stick with them, uh, whether it's whether it's NFL GMs, <clears throat> scouts, opposing players, opposing coaches, whatever it is? What do you want to stick with someone? My character, you know, I, I just want to let people know that um, I'm a good person. I'm a genuine person. I like to see people smile. I like to see people laugh. You know. Um, my character, man, and I just like to to give back, you know, to the youth, to the kids. Because I remember when I was a kid, and I wanted, you know, somebody like me to to come to me and 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 talk to me and speak with me. So I just like to to put a smile on people's faces. All right, that is. That's awesome, man. And, you know, hey, Trey, we really appreciate you joining us. Everybody, this is Trey Minter, South Alabama running back. Please make sure you get on there and check him out. Check the tape out. Tape don't lie. Kid can ball. Dre, thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you for having me, man. We appreciate you. Thank you. Also, you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Under NASA's Artemis program, Dynetics and Lidos will develop and build a new human landing system, advancing economic opportunities and paving the way for a sustained lunar economy. Learn more at DyneticsHLS.com. 